All right, very interesting opinion piece in the New York Times recently that asked the question, is it time to end trending on Twitter? At its best, it's worthless, and at its worst, it's uh, actively harmful. And they were asking this question in uh, light of everything that's gone on with uh, Jeffrey Epstein, of course, his uh, death in the Manhattan jail and all of the uh, conspiracy theories that uh, came out uh, from it and consumed social media and social networks, uh, particularly uh, over the weekend. And uh, the uh, writer of this opinion piece uh, says that uh, Twitter bears a special responsibility for what one researcher has termed the Disinformation World Cup. And joining us to talk more on this is author and broadcaster Michael Korn. He's on the line and joins us on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Michael, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Um, Well, I I just tweeted about this, by the way. Oh, did you? Okay, because uh, we'll see if it's trending in the next uh, few minutes or not. And if it does, apparently it's worthless and and maybe even actually uh, harmful. Uh, What is your take on this on uh, trending items? Because it it used to be, Michael, and you know this from being in the media and the news business uh, for some time now, that uh, the media journalists did the due diligence and they they kind of led the conversation. It seems now that uh, social media and Twitter, they're the ones that are leading it. Oh, I think uh, this uh, this subject was pretty much blown some years ago. I mean, the, the trending aspect of Twitter it's one part of it, and it is problematic. But it goes much deeper. It's much, I think, much more complex and, and profound than that. I mean, you read articles. The, the, the largest online media venue in the English-speaking world is, is the Mail, the Daily Mail from Britain, Mail Online. It's international now. If you read their stories, they rely on Twitter. They, they will actually quote verbatim. They'll, 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 they'll photograph tweets and put them on as what people are saying. Now, we know that it's a tiny fraction of the population who actually are on Twitter, and that Twitter is now quite manufactured and people are trying to influence and control it. But the reality is it does have a a certain influence. Uh, Social media in general, we we learned yesterday that both the Tories and the Liberals were buying uh, domain names from the other parties to try and discredit each other. No, it's a, a, a dreadful decay of the body politic and of public discourse. But what is trending now, I just had a look, is left-handed day. Now, I can't imagine that's going to do enormous problems to what's going on out there, but <laughs> often it, it's very trivial. Um, I found, I've got about 24,000 followers on Twitter, so not enormous, but sizable. Um, when attacks take place, they last about 36 hours. That's generally the life of these things, and then people move on. The problem, though, if, if a trend was actually reflecting opinion. Well, even if it's not pleasant opinion, we have to listen to it, I suppose. But it's not. It's manufactured. So you have all these trolls and bots. And I've noticed it time and time again. For example, the um, the Trudeau must go hashtag. Uh, I tweeted something relatively favorable to Justin Trudeau, not particularly. And I was inundated with these attacks. And when you looked at them, most of them had maybe one, if any, followers. And they obviously weren't real people. So the, the Jeffrey Epstein thing, uh, and a lot of it was horribly anti-Semitic, uh, attacks on Clinton, uh, was not coming from real people. There's one crucial factor, the the, uh, the elephant in the room, if you like, and that is the most powerful person in the world, the President of the United States, now uses Twitter as a bully pulpit. That's mm-hmm. never happened before. That changes everything. 
Well, sure, but I mean, uh, you could argue, and people have, that, uh, you know, that's part of the uh, public record. Uh, scholars will, will look at this, uh, you know, for, for some time, that uh, when the President of the United States uh, tweets something, I mean, uh, you know who it's coming from, and uh, again, it's got some, uh, you know, not only current day relevance, but historical uh, relevance. But when we look at the things that are uh, trending, and I'm thinking particularly, again, at the media and news organizations, I, I think your point is a valid one, because uh, does it get blown out of proportion? Because you're right, there's only a small percentage of uh, the population that's on Twitter and an even smaller percentage of those that are on Twitter that it takes to to make an item trending, but all of a sudden it's taken as, well, this has got to be what everybody is talking about is the biggest news of the day. I put here a, a, a story, an illustration of this. Uh, Stephen Fry, the, the author and actor, uh, who I'm lucky enough to, to call a friend, he's on Twitter and... Uh, I asked him once, well, why do you bother to be on Twitter for Christmas? sake? You're so busy. He said, oh, I'll tell you why. He said, I've got 12 million followers. And when someone lies about me in a tabloid, I can go on Twitter and give my opinion, and I'm reaching more people than that newspaper can reach. Now, there aren't many people with 12 million followers, but Twitter has become significant. And every now and again, you'll see a journalist will say, I, I've decided to abandon Twitter. Apparently, when women to make, uh, take notice of that. It, it doesn't happen for long. They come back on because, you know, you know what it's like in media. If you want to promote something, um, if you, uh, and a, a lot of articles now are only online, you put them on Twitter. People do read them. But it has become uh, or a, a problem in itself, it, it, its own creature, its own monster, because instead of using Twitter as one of the sources, and we have to because breaking news is on Twitter, there are newspapers, there are journalists, that they're overworked, they're understaffed, and they go to Twitter as a source rather than something more credible. So uh, simultaneously, we criticize Twitter and social media for not being reliable, but we make it more important and thus reliable because we depend on it. Well, you know, this is the other thing this opinion piece in The Times that talks about is that Twitter has uh, become the de facto, uh, the go-to uh, source, if you will, for uh, breaking news. And a lot of times, you know, uh, there's disinformation, incorrect, inaccurate information that comes out as the story is uh, developing, sometimes uh, by, uh, by accident, sometimes by haste. Uh, other times uh, it's manipulative and people are doing it uh, on purpose. But do, again, news organizations, do they need to take a step back? Or does, does Twitter itself, uh, are they beyond, uh, I don't know, some sort of responsibility here? Do they have to look at their uh, metrics? And uh, Because uh, according to some, it's highly arbitrary and kind of a worthless metric, uh, how they determine what is trending. I think it is. Uh, and if you look at some of the trends, a lot of them, if you, if you put in a, a different city, you just experiment with that, and you see what other countries are saying and doing, and it can be very, very different. And there are times when things seem to be trending, and I simply can't believe they are. I, I don't think they are. I think that has been manipulated. Uh, Twitter plays a bit of a game. Uh, they're, they're not there as a public service. They depend on vitriol. If Twitter was full of people saying, that's a very good point, thank you so much, we have to agree to disagree. Believe me, it wouldn't be that popular. The same as reality TV is based on conflict. Drama, theater is based to a certain degree on conflict. Uh, and Twitter is vitriolic. It's very difficult to have. I mean, I've never tried to get somebody removed. I've, I've been called all sorts of names and so on. I mean, I guess it, it, it's part of you simply have to tolerate it. But um, there is breaking news on Twitter. Uh, we have a 24 hour news cycle. You know this as well as I do that major TV and radio stations are frightened of missing what is breaking. And sometimes people will leap to a statement which might not be completely true and it has to be retracted later. But it's a very different situation because if they don't go with the breaking news, they seem to be failing in their job. 
just yesterday we had this incident with a, a woman who was abusing someone and spashing his face, and she claimed to be an Andrew Shear supporter. Uh, looks like that was um, she was an Angela provocateur. I mean, I, I didn't believe it for a moment myself. There were some fairly senior journalists who tweeted about this and then had to delete their tweets. But of course, you never delete a tweet because someone will photograph it, someone will record it. Um, you know, I, I could sound very noble and say, yes, Twitter is failing in its public duty and discourse and so on. But I, I don't think it's radically different from most media. I think there's a symbiotic relationship now. I think mainstream media depends on social media and vice versa. So is the uh, just finally here, the genie out of the bottle, uh, is there any going back? Uh, do we even want to go back? I think the genie was out of the bottle some time ago. Uh, do we want to go back? I've thought sometimes of just saying goodbye to Twitter when there's a bad day. But you know what? Um, as with most of these things, it's what's on it that's the problem, not itself. The Internet was meant to solve all the world's problems. It certainly didn't do that. But it, it can be a force for good and a force for evil. And it's up to people who are right, individuals to try, I suppose, to improve what is going on. Well said, as always. Michael Korn, author and broadcaster. Uh, Michael, really appreciate the time. Thanks for the conversation this afternoon. Anytime. Thank you so much.